Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Mosier, Lombardi, and Kane. Let's go to the Ramos Law Hotline. You need, uh, or, I'm sorry, car accident. You need Ramos Law. Medical doctor and attorney, RamosLaw.com. We're now joined by Adam Clinton of Sports Talk 790. Thank you for joining the show, Adam. How are you doing this morning? I'm good, guys, and I apologize for missing you yesterday. Oh, totally hey, cool, Clint, man. Hey, Clinton, where, Clinton, where you been, man? Where, hey, we, we, we sent out a Navy SEAL team looking for you for about 24 hours. I'm glad you're here, but where you been? Man, I have uh, I've been a little under the weather. My wife and I, we, the whole house actually had it over for Thanksgiving, so we had a, an uninvited guest. So we were all kind of getting over that, and I was a little hopped up on cold meds yesterday, but I'm good to go today. <laughs> well, we appreciate the time, buddy, and good to hear that you're doing better. Um, yeah. A couple of things happening. We first had, you know, the game last night between the Nuggets and the Rockets. I want to get to the, the Texans and Broncos in a minute, but for you guys – you seem to have something rolling a little bit in Houston. I know it's not going to be perfect yet, but Ime Udoka seems to have something brewing for you. When you were watching the game last night and uh, the way the season's gone so far, what is your thoughts on just the Rockets overall? And then what are your thoughts on the Nuggets after watching them last night? Well, the Rockets have had a complete overhaul in culture, which is exactly what they needed. And Ime Udoka was the guy to do it. Um, we had the rare occasion of hiring uh, three new head coaches slash managers in a span of six months. And that's first of all, first and foremost, that's very rare. But then secondly, every single one of those hires was the guy that I would have wanted if I were in charge. And <laughs> Ime Udoka, D'Amico Ryans, and Joe Espada qualify as, as those guys in my book. But, man, Ime Udoka is like, obviously there's some roster turnover of, of major proportions with Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, but – there's a lot of the same quote-unquote talent that was there the past three seasons with Steven Silas, and it was just awful. I mean, body language, uh, organization, you name it, it just wasn't a winning culture. It wasn't a winning environment, and it wasn't good if you had young guys being infused through top of the draft picks to, to make it a winning program. And Jabari Smith Jr. and Jalen Green didn't need a Kevin Porter Jr. throwing his latest fit. And, and they needed a structure and a disciplinarian, and that's what Ime Udoka brings. I've had more than one player say, you know, they are – it's strict. That's the word they use. It's strict. It's almost like you got a drill sergeant in there. Now, he's, he's easy to deal with. He's a great soundbite. He's, he's intelligent. He's eloquent. But he's, he's different, and that's exactly what this Rockets team needed. You know, last night they were playing with kind of a skeleton crew, but you guys understand about that. You didn't have Jamal Murray the first two times out. But you know better than anybody. The Rockets can play with anybody this year. Yeah. You, you know what I see the Rockets as? The, the Rockets are with what the Nuggets were four or five years ago. They, they want to be the Nuggets when they grow up. And they have a lot of elements on that team that look very much like the, the, the Nuggets. In fact, uh, Shingun is, is Discount Joker. I love that nickname. He, he is very <laughs> much on that track. I'm not saying he's ever going to be as good as Nikola Jokic. That's outstanding where he's at right now. But my goodness, he looks... He's the closest thing to Joker I've seen in this league. Yeah, the style is very, very similar. Um, the the skill set and just the way he carries himself. You're right. I mean, Joker is one of a kind. They broke the mold. Um, and nobody saw him coming. I think that's what's my favorite part about Nikola Jokic is he was drafted, you know, far down, you know, as, as opposed to some of these guys that you think are going to be studs. 
nobody saw him coming. And he's dominating the league, two-time MVP. He got the championship last year. And the Nuggets are easy to root for. I'm so sick of the Warriors. I'm so sick of the Lakers. You know, it's nice to see the Nuggets with a team that, that has quality guys and a coach and Mike Malone that you can root for. And, I mean, they're just – they're fun to watch. They're organized. They're disciplined. Um, I, I like a lot about the Nuggets, and yeah, it, it, that's probably the best compliment you could give the Rockets is that they're kind of in the, the infancy stages of what Denver has already built there. Okay, so let's get to the football side of things because your team down there in Houston is suddenly good. I mean, D'Amico Ryans, we were hoping, was going to be a good football coach. He you know, they had the opportunity here, but now nah, I'm going to Houston. Well, he's done a great job. Plus, when you have a rookie quarterback that's a stud like C.J. Stroud is, it makes it easy. But it's got to be more than that. What has gone on down there, Adam, right now that, that is making things so good for Houston overall in the big turnaround? Well, it, unlike – it's kind of crazy because if you get a good player on an NBA team, it's going to instantly change your fortunes overnight because there's only five guys out there at any given time. Um, and so you don't you want, you don't want to necessarily say the same thing about the NFL unless it's a franchise quarterback. And I think you know you guys from a national perspective, the outside looking in, but certainly here in Houston, when everything happened the way it happened with Deshaun Watson, it was almost a double gut punch because you don't want a scumbag as your quarterback or <laughs> representing your franchise, but you also finally seemingly had gotten that franchise quarterback. And now he's going to be whisked away for a variety of off-field issues. And you just you felt like you had kind of been sucker-punched if you were a Texans fan. And so you get, you get a C.J. Stroud almost fall in your lap. And I'm still, like, the, the fascinating part about this, guys, I'm still not convinced that I believe what the plan of attack was for the Texans. I think we all, looking back, because hindsight kind of can cloud your judgment, Everybody wanted Bryce Young. He was the consensus guy. I did not want him, but it was strictly because of his size. Um, But C.J. Stroud winds up being the guy because you won a game against the Colts in overtime at the end of last year that meant absolutely nothing other than draft standing. And as a result, you have C.J. Stroud and not Bryce Young. And even though D'Amico has done similar to what Ime Udoka has done, and even though uh, he's a a natural-born leader and had the success in San Francisco before coming over here, C.J. Stroud is just electric, and he does it differently. I was talking about this on my show yesterday. It's not like Deshaun Watson. It's not – and I'm, I'm being complimentary when I say this, but to me that was more playground magic. You weren't expecting it. Deshaun would pull something out of his backside that you weren't expecting, that kind of thing. C.J. has the propensity to do that when needed, but he's more of a traditional passer. He's insanely accurate. I don't think anybody saw that coming. He puts the ball right where it needs to be to the point where if he doesn't, you're surprised. And to say that about a rookie is insane. But what he and Tank Dell have already started to kind of, you know, formulate as a tandem is really something that's – it feels like it's special. It's very early, so I'm not trying to put, you know, the cart ahead of the horse or anything like that. But everybody down here is excited and with good reason. And then we see the national media kind of saying the same thing. That's when you know you've got something cooking. What you say outside looking in, and that's interesting because here in Denver, they were the joke of the league last year. They were the joke of the league the first six weeks of this season. But after winning five straight, I've seen the tune change. And for you, when you hear that Denver's coming to town to play Houston, a a Houston team that's playing really good football this season, does that make you nervous? Do you buy that the Broncos are the team that they've been over the last five weeks? Or do you expect the shoe to drop at some point? 
Well, I mean, you can't you can't dismiss them because of who they played. For example, they beat the Chiefs during that stretch. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's kind of it, that's the NFL in a nutshell, isn't it? It's never what you expect. You think you've got it all figured out, and as soon as you do, everything changes. I mean, Sean Payton making those comments about Nathaniel Hackett during the offseason, I mean, I know what we were saying. We were like, wow, he's got some egg on his face the way they started the season. Um, you know, kind of keep, keep to your own. You know, you've got enough problems as it is and, and what Russell Wilson looked like last year and all that. Um, but, look, when it's the hottest team in the NFL coming in, it doesn't matter what the jersey says. It doesn't matter what the logo is. It's kind of like baseball at the end of the season. You know, the hottest team going in can sometimes win. You just have to you have to face what's in front of you. And Denver's playing way better than they were at the beginning of the season, certainly better than last year. And I think the, the coolest part about this matchup to me for, you know, sitting here in Houston um, is that, you know, the, the network recognizes that. 60% of the country is going to see this game because somehow it got flexed, quote-unquote, from 3.15 to noon here in the central time zone, I think that's kind of funny because usually if you flex, you're going to prime time. Right. But I like that because I think it shows that, yeah, you've got the marquee matchup between these two teams uh, that's not a prime time game this week, and, and that's a good thing for both organizations given where they've come from. All right, last one from me, Adam. Um, when I watch the Houston Texans, and I've watched them periodically the last few weeks, the most impressed nature of this team for me is Stroud has time. To throw the ball. Yes, he, he stands in yeah. the pocket and throws it vertically, throws it downfield 30, 40 yards to receivers we've never heard of. The, the offensive line, I are they playing much better than anticipated or are they really that good? No, <laughs> they're not that good. They're a good pass blocking team, uh, pass blocking line, I should say. They're a terrible run blocking uh, line. They just uh, lost Titus Howard, who's not even, he's playing. He's basically been playing out of position his entire career, which is all of a couple of seasons. Um, he was he was a right tackle that was moved over to left guard. Um, it, it's just I don't know how they're doing it. And listen, I'm not a film guy. I'm not a guru. I'm not a guy that's going to sit there and watch that kind of stuff. But I know what I see when I'm watching the game, and they're blocking for CJ. I don't know how they're doing it. I, I don't know if that is – I mean, it certainly has to be coaching to a large extent because it's a, a different, you know, overhauled staff. Um, but, you know, I, I think CJ has the propensity to make them look good a lot of times, but it's not like he's running out of the pocket all the time. Like, like this last week against Jacksonville, that's the least comfortable I've seen him, and, and that's giving credit to, to Jacksonville's defense, their front, because it really, you know, put him on the, on the attack and made him uncomfortable. Um, but... I, don't, I honestly, if you were to put a gun to my head, how are they doing this? I could not tell you because mm-hmm. the guys they have, the personnel, with the exception of Laramie Tunsil, and he got his lunch handed to him this last week, and he's one of the better left tackles in the NFL. Um, I don't know how they're doing it, but they're getting it done, and he does have time, and if you give him that window, he will absolutely burn you. It's Adam Clanton, afternoon host on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Really appreciate the time this morning, Adam. Thank you, buddy. Absolutely, guys. I'll do it anytime. Um, how about that, man? Like, we're entering December, and the Texans and Broncos game has playoff implications for both teams after the way that the Broncos started this year and what we thought Houston was going to be wild. Uh, tune in tonight, Altitude TV at yeah, 6 p.m. as Altitude honors the legacy of the late 
Colorado Avalanche GM Pierre Lacroix in his induction into the Hockey Hall of Fame in this 30-minute special altitude honors the legacy of Pierre Lacroix tonight. So, and Kyle, Kyle and Doug and and uh, and Paul, they all they did some really good work there. So please tune in, check that out. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful piece on a on a great man, and and I can't wait to see it myself. A couple things too here. Uh, he made some very good points about how they're doing it up front. They're just doing it. You know, I mean, how are the Broncos doing? Well, you're, you're kind of just doing it right now. You know, you're doing it this way, this way, but you're kind of just doing it overall. Also, I, I don't want, I don't need props from you guys. Because when I was a kid and I screwed up, did something my old man didn't like, I would always, you know, hey, but I don't do drugs or anything like that, Dad. Well, you're not supposed to do drugs, right? So you don't get, you don't get kudos for not screwing up. What are you talking about? What what did I since that day since you scolded me that day uh week a week ago week and a half ago whatever I've shut my hole on every interview after my last question I have shut my hole I have not said a word to any guest any anything and I just want you guys I mean I want you to know that that I'm conscious of it that's that's and I hope neat. that you're conscious of it as well. Okay, good. I was wondering why our interviews were, were flowing so much better. Did you did you notice that? Brett, that did, they were yeah. ending with a little more oomph. Yeah, uh, I know you said you don't want kudos, but kudos to you, Mosher, for doing what you were supposed to do. Yeah. That's very so good. You, and, you uh, shouldn't get kudos for just doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I don't even know why you brought it up. See how that works? Not when because you bring I it think up. it needs to be recognized. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm getting at right there. All right, 303-504-0925. Back after this. Off. Off. There. So much better. Actually, you know what, Marty? Turn this off. Give me Jordan Mylotta. I want Jordan Mylotta yeah. coming back. So here. do I. I want this all day. Hey, can I make an admission? Can I, as a man, say this? I love Christmas music. I love it. Go, Jordan. Shut this off. Shut it off now. I uh, I hate to ruin your Christmas carol feelings, but uh, uh, some not so good news that's emerged in the NFL involving an old friend of ours. Have you guys read this yet? Oh, yeah. Well... Geez, you had to cut it off from the me singing Christmas Sorry, carols to this. Sorry, I mean, Good hey, God. I mean, how do you? Well, how do you make that transition? How do you possibly make Literally the transition from any other, from way. <laughs> yeah, any other way than you did? Well, uh, uh, give me an example. Tell me how to make that transition. Play the music and make the transition for me. Go ahead. Play the I'll, music. I'll do it. I'll do <laughs> yeah. it. Play the music. God, I really love Christmas time. Listen to this, man. It gets you in the spirit. I feel like decorating a tree right now. Anyway, uh, something really bad happened, and this really <laughs> sucks, no but better. we got to get to it. No okay, better. that's your try. All right, now your turn, Brett. Right. Let, let's start it again. Your turn, Brett. Go from... Oh, God, don't you love Christmas music? I'm one of these guys. Sure I love do. Christmas music. I, I, I know people say they hate it before, like, Thanksgiving, but I just, I like it so I can listen to this 
for a couple of months, like a couple of months mm-hmm. before. Now, look, I want to get to the Jordan David stuff later because if you guys missed that, he had a great song too. We'll get to that later. But in in some more bad news in the NFL. See, it's there's no, it, 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 there's no, easy, no, there's no easy way. There's no easy way. You just way. did what I you did. Gotta, well, you got to pull the said. Band-Aid off. Vic, you go for two minutes. You say the Nuggets won last night, and that was amazing. We'll get to that a little no. bit later. But no. now in the NFL. Pull the Band-Aid off. Okay. Just pull the Band-Aid. Give us the Band-Aid, Vic. Rip it. Go ahead. Uh, Dallas police are trying to get Von Miller to turn himself in an active warrant for his arrest on al- allegations of domestic violence. And it's sad to hear this. And, um, I, you know, clearly these are allegations again. But it's not the first time allegations have come up with Von Miller. You recall the allegations that arose here in Denver when he played for the Broncos. This time now, during a bye week in Dallas, uh, WFAA Television. In fact, the reporter on this case, Rebecca Lopez. I used to work with her in Austin. I remember Becky Lopez. Uh, She's doing the story right now, and uh, they're trying to get him to turn himself in. Uh, Let me read a little bit about what it says. Sources say Miller's longtime girlfriend has accused him of assaulting her at their home in Dallas on Wednesday morning. Uh, His attorney's been contacted, and a warrant has been issued for his arrest. Yuck. Um, Look, whenever something like this first starts, I'm kind of the guy that I'm like, all right, let's just wait and see what all the details of this are and what's going to happen. But anytime, obviously, you have an accusation like this, I don't know what proper protocol is for professional sports franchises, too. Do you just do you sit him or do you, do you allow him to play while this goes on? Like kind of how I don't know how all this stuff works. Everybody kind of handles it differently. Um, but well, Von- I, the problem I'm having is I've heard this too many times now uh, from Von Miller. It's it's now a yeah it's become it's a an trend. ongoing act yeah right you know and and anytime a an arrest warrant is issues it's more than just an allegation I mean they're actually taking action here yeah so listen man we and, all and they were on, on the, they were on the bye week last week right did yeah did, no Buffalo played last they're week. they're on the bye week this week this, this week. week yeah yep go ahead sorry Vic. Uh, we all love Vaughn, but this is just um, this. This ain't gonna cut it, man. Yeah, this ain't gonna cut it. Yeah, they um, and look, they gave him a giant contract when he got to Buffalo a couple of years ago, and obviously he was hurt for a good portion of last year, but seemed to be impactful for him when he was on the field. But like you said, Vic, some of this stuff when you hear these stories now repeated, it raises a couple of red flags. So we'll keep you up to date on that once we get a um, another update on that situation. The last thing I'll say is the bill statement this morning is uh, this morning we were made aware of an incident involving Von Miller. We're in the process of gathering more information and we'll have no further comment at this point. I think that's is that just copy and paste what these guys what teams say. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't out? think you can see anything more, Kaner. I yeah. think that that for a franchise you got to get all the information. I'm sure there is. As stunned as anybody else is, right? I mean, this is not like something that, that well, maybe they knew it was coming. I, I don't know. But, Vic, you intimated that, that this has happened before. Is that true? I guess I, I don't. Well, an accusation. Re- okay. The accusations happened before, previous. Yes. Okay. I guess I, I either did not remember that or uh, I. it's not good. 
I mean, listen, they don't just throw arrest warrants out for for fun, you know. This is it's a bad thing, man. Well, can I come back to something that we were talking about earlier? Um, I think that the way that this Broncos offense has been operating with Sean Payton going to the past of Russell Wilson, especially early in his Seahawks career, and saying, can I replicate at least that part? Because maybe he thought to himself, Moe, you brought up the years that Russell threw for, you know, 4,200 yards and 40 touchdowns mm-hmm. in Seattle, especially later. And maybe Sean Payton thought to himself, I can't do that with him anymore. He's 35 years old now. He just doesn't move the same. Maybe he doesn't have the same sort of skill level as he did four or five years ago. But can I replicate what he did early in his career when he wasn't asked to do as much, when he didn't have to carry the team on his shoulders to win football games? Can I establish a good rushing game combined with a defense that keeps people out of the end zone and gets some takeaways and win that way? And that seems to be the case. If you guys want to know what's on the line, by the way, this weekend, the New York Times has a playoff prediction model, okay? And the Broncos currently sit somewhere in the mid-30s as far as percentage to make the playoffs. You know what that jumps to if they beat Houston this weekend? 55. That's crazy. 55. If they lose, it drops below 20. That's how much is on the line this weekend for this game against Houston. It's a playoff game. It's it's a playoff game in in early December is what this is. Sean Payton, I think, has done 75% of his job so far. I'll basically give it four criteria of what he needed to get fixed by the time that he got into – it's not UC Health Training Center, was it now? What is the new name? Is it Centura Health? Centura Health. He had to change the attitude and the culture of the team. I think that's obviously changed. Yes? Like, the culture mm-hmm. of they believe they're going to go out and win football games now, which was not yes. their identity in the past. So we got that part done. He had to make sure they continued to believe, even when times got tough, when they were 1-5. in five, I think a lot of teams would have folded. They didn't do that. That goes back to the attitude and the culture and all of that. Thirdly, he was responsible, in most people's eyes, for fixing Russell Wilson. Well, he's done some fixing. Russell's good. That's 75% of the job so far. I'd give him one last thing that he has to accomplish, and then he gets an A for this year as a coach. He's got to win a game that really matters. That one. And he's done, like I said, last week was a big one. It's a big step. But this is, like I said, you're talking about you have over a 50% chance to make the postseason if you win this weekend. This is the last kind of hurdle to get through. And then I got no complaints from this guy. This is the kind of game, and I'll agree with you here, that you have to pull out all the stops. Um, fourth and two from your own 45. Oh, yeah. Go. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Y- you know what I'm saying? It's one of those games. It's one of those games where you got to win because the numbers are proof. You just gave me the analytics. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing jump in playoff chances if you win this game. Well, and he's reason tie why tiebreakers are involved. Exactly. All these tiebreakers that you have the team surrounding you. You got the tiebreaker over Cleveland. You got it over Buffalo. If you can get it over Houston, god, you leave yourself such a, a large leeway to maybe have a slip up and not have it kill you later in the year. You know, he actually mm-hmm. referenced in his press conference, I don't know if it was yesterday or when it was, but he referenced the Lions from last year. He goes, P.S., he's, he's friends with Dan Campbell. They coached together a long time. They started the year one and six. And Moj, I know you rode the roller coaster with me last year. They go on that big run. They get to the end of the year, and, and there's actually a shot they can make the playoffs. And they had the slip-up game against Carolina that ultimately kept them out of the postseason. Correct. Avoid that game. Avoid that one. 
Give yourself a margin for error so you can have one of those games later in the season that's not going to totally burn you. Yeah, well, you this know game does that you're for right. you. You're, but what's interesting about this game, I, I'm going in. I know that C.J. Stroud has had a tremendous start to his NFL career. He really has. His numbers are remarkably similar to Russ's right now, to be honest with you. It's, it's one, pretty interesting. Different but style, I mean, though. Yeah, a totally different way of going about it. You're correct about that, Vic. But think about this, man. In years gone by, if I said, okay, well, who should win this game? Well, who's got the veteran quarterback who's won a Super Bowl? Good point. And who's got the rookie, who's got the rookie quarterback that ain't done squat overall? Yeah. You'd say, well, hell, the Broncos should win this damn game. I mean, they got the better quarterback, right? Their defense is playing well. They, they've got, you know, they believe it. I mean, they've won five in a row. They, they feel good about things. What am I missing with the Houston Texans being a three-and-a-half-point favorite? What am I, well, what am I missing in this? They're home. Okay, That's okay, they're, okay the so home, they're home. Right? Okay, but, but that even being said, man, it seems like the Broncos, while Houston is six and five as well, and, and that loss to, to the Jacksonville Jaguars last weekend was a tough one because that's a division foe, and it was a really tough game. I mean, they missed a field goal at the end to, to not tie it and send it into overtime. But I'm looking at some of these wins this year, 39-37 over Tampa. Woo, the Buccaneers put a lot of points on them. They squeak by the Bengals, but Burrow's out. You know, then they just get by the Cardinals 21-16. to And so, you know, lately for the for – the, for the Houston Texans, it's been some tight games. Now, they've won three out of the last four, but they've, they've been tight games. You know, why Why are we not giving the Broncos a little bit more benefit of the doubt and leeway here, especially with the betting public? I guess I don't understand that. There's got to be a reason for it. Be, by, by because way, there hasn't been enough Burrow. There hasn't been enough proof. There hasn't been enough. Burrow got hurt in that game. No, right? he, Sorry. he played that whole game. He played oh, he game. did? Are you sure? Follow, he got hurt week. in that. Following week, he got hurt. Are you sure? I think so. Go ahead, go ahead though, Vic. Sorry. Go ahead, Vic. And I think the reason is how many games of this magnitude of this consequence have the Broncos really played in over the last five, six years? They haven't played in many. That's why it's like, how do you give them any action here when you don't know what they're going to do? We don't know. Well, so then are we looking at, I mean, are we, are we letting history sort of creep into our psyche rather rather than looking at the moment, being in the moment? Okay. I mean, I guess that that's probably part of it. Yeah. But it's just, it's interesting to me. You know what I came you know, to though most teams. when I was looking at the playoff standings and where teams sit and all these teams competing for wild card spots, and we listed all the teams out: the Browns, the Steelers, Broncos, Texans, Colts, all these different teams. I I thought the Texans were the best of the bunch out of all of them. If I had to pick right now who I thought was the best team, I think I'd go with Houston. I mean, you could say Buffalo, but Buffalo's six and six right now. I mean, they're behind the eight ball. But, I mean, I think it's one of those two teams because I'm not putting that stock in Cleveland without Deshaun Watson in the lineup. I'm not doing that with Indianapolis. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, the Broncos are probably up in that conversation too. Just really bizarre that the Texans and Broncos are a – in December is going to be like a playoff-deciding game for both teams. It's weird. You, you know what both teams are doing? Uh, both teams are benefiting from turnovers too. The uh, Broncos are plus eight on the season, and the Texans are plus four. And if you're plus in that category, you're normally doing pretty well. Yep. And, again, that'll determine a lot. Let's see if the Broncos can win a game hands down uh, when the turnover battle is neutral or in the negative. We'll talk more about this tomorrow. If the Broncos need something to show up that hasn't shown up really all year, 
to win this weekend, they have to get a pass rush. When we just talked to Adam Clanton. He said, offensive line, really good pass blocking team, really bad run blocking team. If you can get pressure on C.J. Stroud, because Moj, as you said, how many times does he just sit in the pocket and wait, wait, wait? Oh, there's yep. Tank Dell 50 yards downfield. Let me huck it down there to him. you got to be able to get pressure on this guy or he's going to eat you up. He's going to. Hey, and the only and, way and, you, know, you get him to turn the ball over is pressure because he's so good at yeah. taking care of the football. Vic, let me, let me say this, Vic, and, and let you jump in there. When I watch C.J. Stroud play the game, and Vic, you have as well the past couple of weeks, God, he even as a rookie, he looks the part. I mean, he's six three, two fifteen, and he's smooth. poised in the pocket. He is smooth. That's it, Vic. His rollouts—he's a—he bounces out, and his head's downfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does—he does so many good things. Um, I need to ask you guys, primarily Brett, because you're Detroit Lions fan number one, and Mosier's jumped on the bandwagon. What are you guys going to do Sunday? Because the Lions-Saints game is on at the same time as this Broncos-Texans. Dual TVs, bro. You know how I roll. Yeah, but you know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When my teams are playing, when the teams I really, I focus on those games. I don't do the dual. You focus. Come on, dude. No, no, I go to dual TVs. The Lions Lions are going to beat the snot out of the New Orleans Saints. I'm focusing on the Broncos game, period, end of story, number one. That's got to no be a tough situation it. for you Sunday, nope. man. For Kaner, maybe, not for me. Where do you get off to say the Lions are going to smoke the Saints? They barely beat hey, the Bears, no. and they just lost what to the an, Packers. What, what an idiotic about? statement to make. Take it back. Yeah, take it back. Take My it back now. Broken. My heart's broken by It doesn't team, sound like way. it. It sounds like you think they're going to the Super Bowl the way you just responded to that. I'm just trying to that, – that's that's false confidence. No, it's two TVs, Vic. It's two TVs. But I will say that the sound is going to be on the Lions game. That's the only difference. I put the sound on the Lions. Well, that's how I watched last night. I'm at the Nuggets game, and the Nuggets game is happening behind me, and I am watching CUCSU on my laptop. That's a game I watched. I heard the Nuggets game going on behind me, to be honest with you, but I'm watching CUCSU. So uh, apologies. I, well, I'm not going to apologize for that. Not, I'm not I'm not, I'm not apologizing for watching CUC issue. I thought that was the bigger game nobody, last night. Nobody's so asking you to apologize. Don't take my apology. Take it back. You know what I love about Vic? Vic almost never apologizes, and he does it unprompted only to say, you know what, never mind. I'm not apologizing I'm not for anything. You're like Conor McGregor. I'd like to take this moment to apologize to absolutely nobody. That's you. I mean, I'm at the Nuggets game working the game and watching CUC issue. That was the bigger game last night, whether you choose to believe it or not. So congratula- congratulations. I don't know what you want here. What do you, what do you want me you to want do You want a cookie? This? I want I'll an apology you from you to me. All right, here comes your apology from the 7733, and I completely agree. Vic, that's exactly what you argued. Moja about all day yesterday. All he asked was how the Broncos can win when they're not winning the turnover battle, and you argued with him all day, LOL. That is 100% true. I didn't argue with him. He Mosier, Mosier had a different stance on the game. Mosier did not no. believe that the Broncos are real. You – no, I did not say that. I said uh, there's still some holdout for Brett, me. back me up you, on this. You were a doorknob, and you know it. Brett, Mosier, I might be a doorknob, but what was his argument yesterday? Mosier waffled the entire day yesterday. You're like, yeah, I just – there's something I don't quite buy. I'm not saying that they're not – you just went back and forth. Well, it's true, but it's but the, because that's where I am. Brett, I'm sort of 
I'm sort of stuck. So do you, you believe know? in them I'll, or not? It's a yes, no. Can they go four and two with this off? Oh, with the play? Can't, can't, say no. yes or See, no. He can't answer the question. He can't do it. I mean, that, that was a yes, no, and you went to a, a paragraph. I'll let you know on Sunday at 2 p.m. Yeah, see, that's exactly yeah, it. So the answer's no right there now. So the answer's no. Right now it's no. Maybe after Sunday it'll be a yes. Got it. And Texter, that was my argument with Moj. He doesn't believe because he doesn't think that what they're doing can be done every week. And I'm like, how many weeks in a row do they have to do it? I'm Mark. <laughs> I can't answer yes or no questions. And you're calling Vic, me the doorknob, Mosher? Vic. Ask me a yes or no question. All right, true or false? Mm-hmm. Do you like spring rolls? Well, it depends. Is it a spring roll from the restaurant I like? Is it a yeah, spring roll up. from somebody else yeah. that I don't like? I mean, yeah, that is Mosher. Mosher in a nutshell. I got to get the skate. Oh, a calf. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, got a few minutes left here. The Avs taking on the Coyotes tonight as Moj is in Arizona. Moj, give us one last preview and don't have it be about a, a player's last name, please. Uh, okay, fine. That, that, if there was somebody named Kane <clears throat> from the same country as your, whatever your genus like is. Patrick your, Kane? Your gene pool. Yeah, Patrick, well, it's a different, yeah, okay. But, but, but Brett knows what I'm talking about here. Troy knows what I'm talking. Get Troy in the friggin' line. <laughs> um, you you might be interested in that. Okay, but anyway, the point is that the Coyotes are a pretty good team. Clayton Keller is a, is a dynamic young player. They've had plenty of first-round picks that they're developing. And it's a borderline playoff team. I mean, all of a sudden, the Arizona Coyotes, it's a borderline playoff team. So, you know, it's a it's it's always tough here in the mullet for the Fs. For some reason, this is always a pain in the buttski. And I would expect it to be the same kind of way coming up tonight. Now you've got maybe the hottest player in the league in, in Val Nichushkin, scored in eight straight games, but Kale McCarr has got 32 points. His November was silly good. Um, but, you know, I'm looking for Alexander Georgiev to, um, to to lock it up. Now, again, this is the team that had Ivan Prozvitov, and they have picked him up off waivers from the Coyotes. He's yeah, now why'd your they backup. Let him go? Why'd they let him go? He seems because to I be... Think they, well, their number one uh, again. Connor Ingram is eight and three with a two point four nine and a nine twenty four. It's pretty good. Now their backup is Karel Vimelka, who's been here for some time. So, I I, I don't know, Vic. I mean, they, you know, just I suppose. I don't think they wanted to waive him. I think they wanted to put him down with the the Tucson Roadrunners. Yet he got claimed by the Abs, but he had to go through waivers in order to do that. Again, that game you can so hear. So there you go. You can hear it tonight right here, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. A uh, couple of things here. Moj, you and me uh, were having a drink at the bar a couple of days ago, and on the screen for about 30 straight minutes on mute was Tiger Woods yeah. speaking at a press conference. I Correct. wasn't invited to that, by the way. Yes, you were. <laughs> a little bit late. <laughs> yeah. He was. Just <laughs> kind of funny. Kind of by design. Yeah. Because Vic was last one in, first one out. Um, but 
we were watching the. You know, when we were do- when we were done with that meeting, I I don't know out of the corner of my eye, I think I saw him sprinting to his car. Oh no no no! I'm pretty no, wait. sure I did. Before Dude. before all this, Moj, hang on, Vic, you missed this. It was like crying laughter, funny. We go and visit the new studio. No, no, shut, shut, shut him off. Shut him off. We're going to visit the new studio. And we do our little tour. We get outside to the parking lot. So this new studio is right next to a liquor store. And Moj says, I got to go grab some Heinies or something, right? Mm -hmm. Like, all right, see you, Moj. He's going to stop at the liquor store. The liquor store, our our station's in like a strip mall sort of thing. So it's just a couple of strip mall stores down. Moj gets in his truck, drives like two lanes over to it. park to walk into the liquor store. It took yep. him more time to get in the car and drive to the, <laughs> the front of the liquor store than to walk even with his boot on his foot than to walk over there. And we're he didn't like, get a close spot, too. He was way back he there. He parked farther away somehow. It's like it was next-level laziness that I've never seen before. Typical. It was amazing. I'm surprised he didn't go grab one of those those little go-karts that they have for people. Yeah, yeah. Or just like this? order it on Uber Eats. Hey, I'm in the parking lot. Just come on out. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, but the, the point to this was we went and we got a drink at the bar afterwards. And on the TV, they had it on the Golf Network. And for 30 straight minutes, they had Tiger Woods on there. So Tiger's going to come back and play. I got to be honest with you. It almost depresses me watching Tiger Woods play now because he can't move. He can't move. Yeah. And I'm like, how is this guy ever going to win a tournament ever again if it looks like it pains him to pick up a tee? He can't walk. Yeah. That's the problem. The swing is still there. You could tell the swing is still the swing, but he can't walk a tournament. And it wears him down. And he refuses to, to do any, you know, some people will... Jump in a cart. I know John Daly has jumped in a cart for a few tournaments. He won't do it. He's too proud to do it. It's not going to do sure, it. Sure. When Tiger Woods can't walk a tournament, you know, you have sympathy. When I can't walk to the liquor store, you guys are all That's over my true. ass. That's true. The liquor store is Mosier's golf to Tiger. I mean, that's the, the equivalent. That is, you're right. We should show more sympathy for you. It's a good, I'd appreciate it it's if you did. It's a good point. It's a great point, Moj. Now, uh, let me say this. Moj, if you rolled your car and had your leg snap in half, as opposed to pulling your calf, running tear, up Tearing the stairs, my calf. Tearing. Tearing. Tear? Say tear. Do not say tear. Every <laughs> muscle pull is a slight tear, dude. Uh, this is not hard. Hang on. You, you pulled your muscle. Marty, Marty, I'm going to betray something that Marty said. He probably doesn't want to hear, uh, doesn't want Mosher to hear this. But we we just got thinking about the visual, Vic, of that story started with his daughter who is sick and puking in her room. And she said, Dad, help, Dad. Hurry, and then, hurry. And then Mosh running up the stairs, tearing his calf. And then you hear, Dad, bear, bear, help. <laughs> you need to come help me. <laughs> Two people screaming. <laughs> Both Mosher's. 
You think it's funny, but ironically, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I know it did. I know. An entire you know household. She, and you know what she at said? At 1.30 in the morning. She Dad, said, bear. She said, she said, I'm like, I need help. She said, it's 1.30 a.m. <laughs> Click, and the light went out. And that was it. That's the last I saw of her. That was it. Oh, God. So did you just sleep yeah, on the could... stairs or what? <laughs> I'd have a good show. He threw a shovel How many times is he going to leave the show today? I know. I know. I mean, in or out, Moj. Come on. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that totally unfolding, too. I need help. No, I need help. <laughs> Wait until one of you gets busted up. I'm, gonna, I'm going to absolutely destroy you. How, Brett, you're, you know, the, I had sympathy for you. The day that you hung your shower curtain <sighs> and you hurt yourself, you remember that? You hurt your wrist hanging a shower no, no, curtain. No, 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 my knuckles that? hurt because I was trying your to grind hurt. it okay. into place. So so that's going to start happening to you more often as you get older here, Kaner, and your birthday's three weeks away. You're hitting a line of demarcation that you will never be able to regress from, go back from. Trust me when I tell you that. And when you do, I'm going to laugh my that's ass fine. off so hard. That's fine. That's totally so fair. The difference is The difference is how you hurt yourself. How? You, in like normal everyday situations, getting out of bed, walking up the stairs. How you hurt yourself is ridiculous. It's not whether you hurt yourself. We all get hurt. But the reasons you get hurt, you should never admit that. You should never text another man like you did to me and say, I hurt myself walking upstairs. You should have <laughs> I said, I don't know, dude, I was doing a 14er. I can promise you I will never tell you anything ever. Oh, I again. hope you don't. Well, Vic, I can promise. Like, if I were to tell Vic, Vic, I tore my calf. And he goes, how'd you do it? And I was like, dude, I was, I was maxing out on a squat rack. It's hard to make fun of because that's like you're exercising. That's something you could see happening. But if I said, Vic, I'm- I tore my calf, and you said, how'd you do it? And I go, I was walking around the kitchen island, you and the don't dog do that. was there. Yes, you don't do it. Moj, I'm playing noontime basketball today. I'm probably going to get hurt. But I was playing basketball. I'm not walking stairs. I was saving my kid. <laughs> what ended up happening? She just barf on the floor since she didn't provide the, the bucket? I provided the bucket. I fought through. <laughs> do you remember? Hey, do you remember the guys? Someone just reminded me. Do you, do you remember uh, his other major injury of the summer when he showed up limping because his bees stung him? His own bees that he caters to? Yeah, I also fell off a retaining wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one too. <laughs> I forgot about that. I mean, even you got to laugh, Mosier. I mean, think about it. Think about your last year alone, your last couple years. Blue and Achilles traumatic. getting out of bed, fell off a retainer wall and jacked up your foot. Retaining. You got a retaining wall. Your entire body was swollen shut by bees. And now the stair incident. You know what that means, Vic? That means I'm living life. I'm out. I'm out there putting myself out there. I'm living life. Marty, you got to. I'm not cowering in some some corner. 
Marty monitors the mistakes in today's Fact Checker. Fact Checker. Presented by Rock Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Your local home comfort specialists. Rockheating.com. Rock, bringing comfort home and simplifying your life. All right, Moj, you can take a seat. Let's make fun of Brett thinking the sun rises oh, in the west. Oh, shut up. You get that little peek at the sunrise over the mountains. You're like, oh, my God. The f- oh, so Not good. what it meant. So good. Such a loser. Hey, Sean Payton, how's so it feel good. over there? That's so embarrassing. It's dude. embarrassing. Just I own it. Just you know say my bad. I don't feel embarrassed at all. Not at all. I know where the sun rises. I know where it sets. Yeah, he's the kind of guy. The sun rises to my right. At where I'm looking right now, it'd be to my right. Yes. No, it doesn't. I know where you are. The sun. I'm looking out the window. Oh, okay. I'm, you're looking out the window to your north. The window's to your north, you dude. You said to that my right. To the north. That's where it rises. No, That's... no. When you look at the when you look at the camera on your microphone, your right is the window. I That's was... the north. You're wrong already. You're wrong. Love you, everybody. Bye. No one talks more Denver sports than Al Tatum.